This is the Gary V Audio Experience. The biggest thing that I spend time thinking about is living within your means and and how much simplicity is actually happiness. Mm-hmm. So I, my journey, I know a lot of people listening have never heard of me or might even like think I'm loud or don't really know me or like have a hot take off of one video. Sure. My, so I'll, I'll give you a little context. My background was I built my dad's liquor store business for him in my 20s and 30s. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a Belarusian immigrant. We came to America, we had nothing. I grew up in Queens and then Edison, New Jersey. You know, very immigrant lifestyle. My parents, like Nintendo, I had to buy with my own baseball card and lemonade money. So my mom was like, we're not, you're not getting stuff. Like you'll get clothes, food. Like, and she would buy the occasional present for a birthday, but I didn't get toys off cycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if right. it was like, like I'm not a like. There's there's two people in the world, kids, people that got toys on cycle or off cycle. On cycle was birthday and the biggest holiday, Christmas. Yeah. That's yeah. right yeah. for me, Hanukkah. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Off cycle is people that just got went to Toys R Us randomly on Thursday and got. Yeah. That was not my life. <laughs> that was not my life. Yeah. So, but I wanted stuff. Like who doesn't? And so I learned to eat on what I hunted. I did lemonade, I did garage sale, I did washing cars, I did it. And so that's how I grew up, it made me who I am. But what's really interesting in hindsight was I didn't want money to buy things to impress others, which is what I believe most people do. Yeah, it's very true. I don't think people realize, even people who are listening right now who say that's not me, might not realize it's them. People don't realize that the Rolex or the Lambo or these things are 65% of the time there to cover your own insecurity and project. You know, I've tried to do a better job clarifying. I used to be very aggressive against this, but there are many people who grow up and actually like care about the craftsmanship of watches and appreciate That's a different thing. That's, you're doing it for you. But it's when people are doing it for them to disguise their insecurity because they didn't grow up with anything or they think they're from the trailer park or a minority Mm. or a gender, whatever it is. You know, that becomes a Band-Aid that compounds your issue. No doubt. I got lucky in that I felt so much gratitude towards my parents for getting me out of Soviet Russia, for being the best parents, for always trying to do by me. And I kind of had this sense that I was special at business Mm -hmm. early, that I was like, pretty much romanticized this concept in my mind in my teenage years that I was gonna go into the family business and explode it for my pops and then I would do something and that became more real when my brother was born and became my best friend. When I was 18, my seven-year-old brother AJ was already my best friend. He was more mature than most seven-year-olds, I was more immature than most (laughs) 18-year-olds and we kind of, you know, and so, Somewhere around the time he was 14 or 15, 16, we, he already started talking about, we're gonna, uh, you know, we already kind of decided we're gonna do business together. Okay. What was also interesting is my dad's kind of an old school guy. My brother's more like my dad than I am and I'm more of a good compliment for my dad. So my brother knew pretty early, 15, 16, he didn't want to work in the wine store, mm. in a liquor store. So I already had in the back of my mind that there may be this crossroads where I might do something with AJ. I kind of thought of it as I was gonna do both. I didn't really know. Mm. But I remember knowing that I was gonna give my parents this this time. Sure. And for people who are listening that are in immigrant family businesses, you know, I grew my dad's business from a $4 million business to a $65 million business in a very short period of time. Wow, dude. <laughs> and it really, as you can imagine, changes a family's life. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just changed everything for us. I had to buy my, I, my first car was bought at a garage sale, 
My brother's first car was. They're selling electric. cars at garage sales. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't like fifty like, bucks. What do you, I mean, five hundred fifty bucks. Okay, a nineteen seventy six Monte Carlo, red go. cherry with a huge dent in it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. My brother's first car was a Lexus. Mm. Right. So that's a very big difference of eleven years. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, but so we ch- I changed my family's business, but. What was challenging was this business was exploding, but I was getting paid 60,000 a year, 40,000 a year, 50,000 a year, like not big numbers. Had I gone and just got employed by somebody and given a chance, I could be making millions doing this. So it was a really interesting chapter where I gave up the first 12 years of my career from 22 to 34 for my parents. Mm. Never made a lot of money, lived in an apartment by the store in Springfield, New Jersey, and you know, I, I see a lot of value in that, I've talked about that at length, but something I'm starting to realize was I got double lucky. Because I was never gonna get paid anything and because I was so committed to the religious ideology of I'm gonna help my parents, I didn't even have the option to want to buy good things. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't sure. even in play. It, I wasn't in control. I was in control of the decision I made to help my parents, but the economics that came along with it limited the things I could do, so I did nothing. I bought mm-hmm. nothing. And from 22 to 34, never making that much money, I was happy as And that structure was already built in. I was happy as You do what you loved. Yeah. yeah. I was happy as Yeah, yeah. There's like, like, you know, like, we could break, we could break it down a million different ways. I was happy as Yeah. More importantly, big kudos to my mother, I was happy as from five to 15, where we really didn't have mm-hmm. So I think the luckiest person on earth is someone that's born into nothing, who's happy every day, because she or he, when they become an adult, realize, compoundly black and white obvious, that money does not equate to happiness. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right, because if you're born into a lot and you're happy, you might consciously and subconsciously think the money made you happy. We went on nice vacations, dinners. Yeah. If you're born into nothing and your household's unhappy, you think money will get you out of it. Sure. But if you're born into nothing, and you're happy the whole time, boy, are you on a foundation. No doubt. So why am I saying all this random stuff back to the question? I think people are making some fundamental cultural mistakes when it comes to business, money, even though I'm a business and money guy. I think one has to ask themselves, am I going to be happy? And what they have to ask is questions like, okay, I might get this million dollar deal from this brand, but I'm gonna completely compromise my soul and my best friends are gonna make fun of me and everyone's gonna know and it's gonna feel weird. Mm -hmm. And yes, I could have this stuff, but is that good, bad, or indifferent? And for everybody who's listening, they're like, who doesn't have money? It's like, you, who gives a Like, easy for you to say you have it now. But the answer is, I have it now. Mm -hmm. What they don't know is how much happiness happened in the first 35 years of my life without it. So it's it's not like I don't know. Yeah. I love yeah. when people talk, like, I lived it. I lived not making $100,000 a year for the majority of my life. A hundred. Now people talk in billions and millions. Yeah, yeah. People don't feel they're, like, people feel like being a millionaire is like entry level. Mm. But it's not, and it's hard. And it goes back to what I believe, which is when you, for everybody's listening, when you make these decisions that are a conflict between the business opportunity and what your soul's about, you could own a home with a pool, you could live in an apartment and rent it, and it's very easy for the apartment renter to be dramatically happier than the homeowner with a pool, and a lot of people listening here know that to be true, and that is the conversation we need to be having, mm-hmm. which the person that gets hurt is the one that's trying to live outside their means without a lot, Yeah, who go into extreme debt, 
try to keep up with the Joneses when they can't. I feel, I feel a lot of compassion for that. I had a great email from a, or a DM from a kid who's like, Gary, I'm struggling, I'm hearing you, I'm pretty thoughtful, I've got a problem. He keeps going. He's like, I have four brothers. All four of them make a ton of money and I don't. And it's like, and I'm happy for them. It was a, it, the, the DM really caught me. I think it was mm, a DM now mm-hmm. that I remember. It caught me because he was happy no, it was an email, I'm sorry, because now I have my laptop. I didn't have a laptop I don't, for five and a half years before COVID, uh, but then when COVID came, I needed a laptop for Zoom. Okay. And so like, I'm back to laptop life, it's very weird. Uh, anyway, I'm very passionate about this. I think, I think there's a lot of different ways to live life, but if you can live within your means and not keep up with the Joneses mm-hmm. and not let other people's judgment cast on you, you can have a much happier life. And I think a lot of people in this space are incredibly authentic to the space. Mm -hmm. And I think they need to have this combo more because it'll lead to them not doing that deal. And oh, by the way, there's a funny thing that they don't tell you in business school. When you say no to two things and you keep your authenticity, it does something for your soul and you find yourself three years later being in a place where you're getting offered more money from a brand that does with you and you with and that lack of patience catches people and they don't realize that if they just followed the path that got them to the first offer, Mm -hmm. if they double down on that authenticity and work ethic and grind, they could find themselves there 27 months later and getting the actual deal that actually works for them because they actually consume that beverage, they actually with that, mm. that utensil, they, 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 and that becomes a whole different game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 